Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. In the name of the Father, okay. the Son, yeah. and the Holy Spirit. I was really wondering how, like, what you were going to start with, but that's good. Uh, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not even going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was the tricky one. It's a, it is tricky. Is it trickier than 12 Years a Slave? I don't know. Well, that's the, I feel like they're on, on par with one, ina- one, one another. One, one another? If you yes, had to pick one, one, if you had to pick one. That's trickier? Yeah. <laughs> children i feel like is trickier yeah yeah with slavery it's coming children. a close second but you know what there was slavery with children too so i guess i, I know. can't and those yeah and those child slaves were probably molested there you go so it's all in the same so one slavery same. wins <laughs> it's one in the same yeah <laughs> anyways moving on from this morbid conversation how's it going mm-hmm. nita it's going and we're not in front of I each know. other. We're virtually recording this episode for the fr- like the full episode, not just small talk. Yeah. But also I'm okay with that because I'm like super cranky right now. So. <laughs> and like, honestly, I didn't feel like driving. Yeah, tonight. I get that too. Yeah. So this is not terrible for either yeah. of us. And one of the things I think that is causing me to be cranky, Mitha, is two days later mm-hmm. and the internet's is so annoying about Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie. <laughs> my my feeds aren't as filled with that. I have not been seeing it. I s- but I, I know it's there. I know it's there. But I just am not being fed the information. I saw a lot of it on, on Tuesday. Like a lot of it on Tuesday. A lot of it on Tuesday. And a little less on Wednesday and less today. But it's still mm-hmm. there. Mine is more the rebuttal of that one like america ferrera was nominated yeah so there you go and two um there are more important things in the world going on right now than to relish in the fact that these two women were these two white women were not nominated that's a crucial part of it yeah because uh the secretary of state though or the ex-secretary of state she seemed to think that it was Important enough to post to, about. To put on her Instagram. To put on her Instagram, but has said nothing about Palestine. Which, like, I'm all for Hillary Clinton, like, wanting to be into pop culture yeah, and, like, absolutely. have her say, too. Yeah. But, like, you, there are world events that you need to make comment on as well. Major world events. You <laughs> Madam should, yeah, Secretary. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> It's kind of, like, major things that you should kind of maybe be commenting on and not making such a big deal about two very wealthy, very successful white women not winning the race that they yeah. were in. That's all that happened, by the way. They and just the... didn't win. Yes. <laughs> like... And it's, it's also like not everybody is going to get a participation trophy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like... I think what really gets to me, and I was talking to some of fr- because friends have been like, so what's your stance on this? And I've been like, well, I think it's garbage and the internet needs to calm the fuck down. Like, I really think what's frustrating is there's this sense of, like, I'm sure you've seen that one meme about, like, Margot didn't get nominated, Greta didn't get nominated, but Ryan Gosling did. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the movie was about. And it's just like, okay, calm down. First of all, you're ignoring the fact that America Ferreira got nominated to make your meme. Yeah. Like, right. 
second of all, the woman of color, the woman of color who was a yeah. part of, you know, your your quad, she got nominated also. Greta and Margot were nominated. In if anything, the hot blonde didn't get nominated, but the like America for her is beautiful, but yes. the more average more, looking yes, woman exactly yes. did. <laughs> And I think yeah. it's just, and I was talking of a friend of mine who is South Asian. She was just like, is this just white woman feminism? And I'm like, yeah, this is 100% mm-hmm. what this is. And I call it Taylor Swift feminism. Yeah. I, yeah. Good for you. It's because selective. it's true. It's selective feminism. It's selective feminism. <laughs> this is truly selective feminism. And can I just say, like, let's even put aside the fact that there is a genocide happening in Palestine and the state of the of women there is atrocious and shocking and incredibly sad. Let's even put that aside. And even within the context of film and the Oscars, the the notion that these two women deserve nominations over anybody else is absurd. It's a, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And even Ryan Gosling's like both Ryan Gosling and America Ferrera kind of had to make statements and, I think they had to make statements given the hubbub. Given what the internet is today. Yes, exactly. Like, I think if the internet hadn't made such a big deal, I don't think they would have made a big deal. And I think that's... Yeah. Like, if this had come out 10 years ago, I don't think they would need to make statements or anything. But even if... The internet's changed so much in the last decade. Yeah, exactly. It's so, like, reactionary and so Mm -hmm. uneducated. That's the other thing. Because I think what's interesting is any article that I've seen and any comment that I've, the comments that I've read most, like I would say 90% of the comments are like, they didn't deserve, they're, they're, it's a variety of they didn't deserve to get nominated. Better mm-hmm. films got nominated. Essentially people being like, this is not the deal that the internet is making it out to be. Yeah. And I think that's kind of great to know that mm-hmm. like, even the internet is kind of like, calm down internet. Yeah. Like this is not like this is not what this is. But I think that selective feminism is really that is really bothering me. I think mm. this notion that these two women somehow were better than anybody else just because they created this, you know, movie about feminism and that's what it is. It's kind of like latching on to something. I I can't quite articulate it, but it's like Barbie was a movie about feminism and the academy doesn't honor two women, so suddenly the academy hates women. I think it's a symptom of not having things for so long. Like we we often don't see women like being celebrated. And I think people have now latched on to sort of this like crazy theory that if it doesn't happen once, it's like it's anti-feminist, which it's not. But even within <laughs> the context of the Academy Awards. Yeah. Again, Justine Trier was nominated for Best mm-hmm. Director, which is a feat for a non-American to be nominated. Yeah. A female. It's a big deal. Why are we not celebrating that? And a lot of the people commenting are people who have not seen, seen yes. everything. And like, granted, I haven't seen like one or two things, but I have seen a, a majority yes. of it. And I can say like, yes, I, I did really enjoy Barbie. It is one of my favorites of the year. Yeah. But when I look at that list of 10, like it's really or not 10. But when I look at that list of directors yeah. and I look at what was nominated for Best Actress, there is one Best Actress I probably would have taken her out. <laughs> but yeah. it's it's not because nobody got in there because they didn't deserve it. Yeah. Even even Annette Benning is there. Yeah. She's a part of that conversation the same way Margot Robbie is. She's not like yeah. left field. It's white woman for white woman. Exactly. Right. Like it's not like. You could argue Just actually. One's hot and one's old. That's what and it is. And like, upset. if anything, yeah. you're giving it to the older woman, which kind of like 
Again, we're not going to be ageist. You're not going to be ageist. I, I just think it's ridiculous that we are even having this conversation and that it's a part of the zeitgeist. But also because I think I pointed this out to you and it was a revelation to me. So I'm going to say it to the podcast. When you look at the makeup, they said it's 11,000 people on the Academy. We've, we've been talking about how many people. 11,000 people sit on the Academy's membership mm-hmm. from 90 different countries. Both the DGA and the SAG nominated Margot and Greta respectively. So that means American support is for Barbie. Mm-hmm. Now you're putting in the Academy, which has a bunch of other countries nominating things. And they just decided that this extremely American-centric film wasn't worthy of this award. That's mm-hmm. all that happened. That's yeah. truly all that happened. Like, it wasn't anything else. It wasn't trying to be disparaging. It was, Like, this 11,000-person pers- membership did not come together to be like, you know what? Fuck feminism. Yeah. Like, that's not what happened. So calm down. And, like, as much as people... You're right that Barbie is, like, an American experience, but specifically it's an American woman's experience, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not... So if even if the that like other part of the academy is made up of women, they could be international women yes. and maybe they don't relate to Barbie the same way that American women have. And can't you totally th- see Europeans specifically looking at Barbie and being like that's a silly movie about a doll? Yeah. Like totally being dismissive of it. I can completely yeah. understand that, especially because like you're saying it is a an American woman's experience. I don't think mm-hmm. Barbie is celebrated or even understood. Like her cultural impact is not understood across the world. Across the, yeah. But this is, there's such an American centric, self centered viewpoint that everyone should get it. Mm. And there's no kind of like, huh, sitting back and being like, why did this happen? The gut is always to assume the worst. And I think out of the last like 94 years, we're finally entering, or 95 years, 96? 96. Whatever years. Yeah. <laughs> we're finally entering this like era of the academy being more international and celebrating things outside of north america exactly which is why then you have a movie like zone of interest actually getting in because Mm -hmm. it does appeal to a more european sentimentality and And anatomy of an anatomy of a fall and can i just say both of those movies are far better than barbie and more important films i think barbie was important especially in the american zeitgeist and all of that Mm -hmm. but in terms of filmmaking Sorry, they just don't match. There you go. And that's Nadim's two cents. It's just, it's really bothering me. <laughs> it's really bothering me. I, write, write it down and post it. I have. <laughs> On Twitter. I got into, no, I don't tweet, but I did get into some internet fights. Did you get into a Facebook fight? No, no, no. Like on oh. Instagram under, in like mm-hmm. the Hollywood Reporter. But that's the thing. I didn't even get into fights. Some people commented and I made some comments and most of the people were like you're right can you please uh share that with me yeah sure i can okay (sighs) you have to mita you said you had something you wanted to talk about and then i I kind of railroaded this conversation (laughs) um i was looking through our show (laughs) our lineup for the rest and well two things i noticed okay so the first today we're recording on january 25th we are and I was just looking, and uh, a year ago to the day, we recorded Tom Jones. Wow. Think how far back that was. That's crazy. That's crazy, right. And then I was looking, and I was like, how many do we have left? And like, including this, nine films. We have nine films wow, single left. single digits. Yeah. To d- That's to do crazy. This. And then I was looking, and I realized something. We are 
at a point, both of you and I can say we have seen every single best yeah, picture winner. Yeah, at this winner. point, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that mind-blowing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very proud of us. I mean, we can talk a little bit more about that when we've actually, like, completed this assignment. Completed let's say. it. But, even, I mean, we have, Yeah, though, even we, though technically yeah. it's true. But I gotta we, say. And we probably have, too, based off of what was nominated, like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I think it's an interesting experiment as a film viewer. But I have learned a few things for sure. Oh, yeah. I think it's been quite educational as a film viewer. And even as a worldly person. As we both are. As we both are. So worldly, so, so wise. So world, so wise. Yeah. Okay, Mita. Mm. It's time to get serious. Okay, Nadim. Did... Can you tell me what we watched? Oh, this I'm week? telling you what we watched this week? Yeah. Why? Because yeah, you usually tell us. I know you us... didn't read the outline. So. <laughs> no, you tell me what we watched, and oh, then okay. I do the discro. Okay. Yeah. This week, Nadim. Yes. I watched, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. I watched the 2015. Yes. Yes. 2015 yep. Best Picture winner, Spotlight. Yes. <laughs> yes. We watched the Spotlight. Okay. The Spotlight. Let me give us a quick IMDb disco of what Spotlight is about. Okay. The true story of how the Boston Globe uncovered the massive scandal of child molestation and cover-up within the local Catholic archdiocese, shaking the entire Catholic Church to its core. Before we begin, Hmm. at the time of its release, you and I were working together. (gasps) We were. (laughs) Wait, yeah, I guess Yeah, this was the first year that you and I were working together. Oh, my gosh. And we had an Oscar pool. Oh, yes, we did. We did. This is when Mita and I started to become friends. I didn't. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I was yep. thinking of that. Yep. It's, this is a very yeah. full circle episode. It's a lot of so things cool. kind of coming yeah, around. Yeah, crazy? It's kind of wild. I think we both penned this too when. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Mita, I, I mean, we watched this. I know you watched it back in the day. I know it. And I, I was trying so hard to think. Like, I know I watched it before the Oscars. Yeah. But I don't remember the context of which I saw it. Like, I, 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 it must have been theater. Yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't even remember. I think I probably saw it maybe with my sister. But I could not put my mind on it. Of okay. Like, when exactly, where was I? What how was I feeling? Yeah. So you have no recollection of how you felt? I Well, not none. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, typically when I think back to memory, I, I have, like, sense memory. Yeah, yeah. And I can kind of, like, picture myself watching it for the first time. I do remember seeing it and feeling like it was important and that it was well made. But I don't think I had any real, like insight as to like why i thought it was so good i, I think know. i just watched it and i was like yeah like good soup you know yeah <laughs> but then anything like this is amazing this is groundbreaking this is like real truth and journalism yeah. and like the sort of empowering feeling that it could possibly bring to people yeah and then i just remember i pretty sure we probably saw it because it was getting a lot of traction mm-hmm. in award season yeah yeah, I didn't really have any, like, passion behind it, I guess. Yeah, and I remember se- I, I remember seeing it. We're getting closer mm-hmm. to that time where you remember actually, like, what that feeling was. And I yeah. remember watching it, liking it. Mm-hmm. 
And still to this day, I watch it and I like it. And it's a weirdly interesting movie because it's a movie that I've actually watched a few times. Because yeah. it's so easy to digest. To just put on. To yeah. just put on and kind of like have in the background. Even though it's about such a heavy subject matter, it is a very easy film to watch. Yeah. But I will say this. Hmm. It's an important film about an important topic that kind of just plays. Like matter of factly. Yes. Like it doesn't. I would describe it as being very grounded. Yeah, but grounded in almost a nonchalant kind of way. Yeah. Like what, you know, when you watch a film, there's a, there's meant to be a takeaway. Next week, for instance, we watch Moonlight and you're meant to feel and understand and take something away and, you know, have thoughts. Spotlight was a good movie about a really rough time, but it's not really, it's not talking about journalistic integrity or the importance of journalism it's not talking about you know the complications of victims or the complications for the priests or like it's not talking it's really just like here are the facts and how they played out Mm -hmm. and that is a little off-putting i think it's off-putting in that this is then celebrated to be like the best picture picture of the year of the year yes but as a standalone movie it's great yeah it's great it works it's a heavy subject, yes, but it's easy to consume, which yes. I think is a really hard balance to yes. have there. And there is some, there are emotional moments in there, like when some of the abuse is being described or some of the stories are being told. Sure. It's not like tearjerker, but it's just like, oh, like that is really tough to hear. But I also wonder, like, how much does that parallel real life? Yeah. Like, real life is not going to be. In this movie, I can only think of one scene where there's like a real sort of like emotional stance about what's going on. It's like when Mark Ruffalo is just getting so frustrated that they're not going to publish the story yet. And can I tell you that scene sticks out like a sore thumb? It doesn't work. Also, his accent really bugs me. But (laughs) his performance bugs me. I find it overwrought and over the top. And it's ironic Mm -hmm. because he was nominated. Mm -hmm. But... That sequence specifically, I remember even at the time and watching it this time, I'm like, this feels so like written. Yeah. It feels like that was just put into place. Like, okay, this is what we're going to use for the Oscar clips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's honestly what it feels like. Where everything else does kind of feel like the mundane day to day of like what it would be like to research the story to look into what's going on, to have things like 9-11 occur in the middle of it. Yeah. Like... It does feel like what the day-to-day would be in. And I think that that is commendable. But the question is, like, does that warrant yeah. the best picture? Does it ask the questions it needs to? I'll also say this about that Mark Ruffalo scene. Watching it this time, I'm like, no, I get what Michael Keaton is saying. Like, you, the, there's a bigger picture here. And that's yeah. and I was just like, that seems obvious. Like, the, the whole sequence just doesn't, like, line up. Mm-hmm. And... You ask a really good question, like just because it's a well-made film that kind of dictates the facts and does all of that and is very well researched and very well acted and very educational even. Yeah, I didn't know about a lot yeah. of this when I first watched it. But it, does that a best picture make? So here we are. It? There. <laughs> does it a best picture make, Mita? It's Well, because here's the it... difficulty. I will say we both like this movie. 
Yes, I do. Yeah. And the thing is, I have watched this. So this is what I was realizing watching it for the podcast. I have put this on so many times that I've become numb to it, yeah, sort of. a little. Um, Because it's just on in the background. Yeah. But when I actually sat down and was like watching, I was like, this is so much more intense yeah. than I've remembered it the last few times. Yeah. Because it's just been in the background. And it's kind of, it's just such an odd juxtaposition mm-hmm. to be talking about priesthoods and the child molestation and to be like, yeah, I'll just put it on while I cook dinner. Like, yeah. what, what is that even? And that why am I, I was starting to feel bad, not bad, but just like, I'm wondering what about me is so comfortable with that idea? And then I was like, well, is that what it's trying to do? But I don't think it it is, but it could also be trying to do that in itself of like, we've become so mundane to this kind of horror. Have we become so normalized about hearing about these sorts of things? I don't think it's necessarily that we've become numb to it. I think it's also the construct of the film itself, Mm -hmm. right? You're not learning something here. When you walk in, you know this movie is about, you know what what it's about. So you know what they're going to uncover. You know how it's going to end. There's actually no mystery here. No. There's like a little kind of like builds and kind of like how they, there's the question of how they get to the article and then like maybe the impact the article had, what it it was to see that. But you know they're going to make their article. You know it's going to be a big deal. You know Mm -hmm. it's going to be more than they're initially letting on. Like it's, there's this like dramatic irony about this that is unintended. You know, watching those scenes where they're like, it was 13 priests. Even the first time watching it, you're like, no, it was more. <laughs> it was more and you're going to figure it out and you're going to be devastated because it was so much. Like, you know what I mean? It was. And you're going to have a shot at the end of the movie that lists every yeah, single city. Ex- like, yeah. yeah. Like, you know exactly where this is going. And that does not make this a bad film. It does. It hits every note it's supposed to and it hits it well. But again, it's just there's no mystery here. There's the no mystery. The impact isn't as strong yeah. as like you would want it to you be. You would want it to be. And I, I yeah. also think the thing is, is that you walk away feeling like you watch something good. But I, I'm trying to think about that conversation I had with my wife in the car. Or a conversation, you know, we just watched Zone of Interest last week. And it was like a half hour to, for us to get home. And we literally talked about it from door to door. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much to un- unwrap and unpack. unravel and unpack and talk about. There is none of that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so bad and what the priests did and how they got away with it. Because also, like, they still are. And they still are, they, yeah. yeah. They still it's, are. I don't think this had the movement that it could potentially have. But also, do I want to watch a movie about that? About what? child molestation do i want to sit in that a fictional telling of that i mean not sorry not fictional but like a a fictionalized like, yeah a fictionalized retelling yeah. like i would want to see the actual victims i would want to hear from the real people but that mean, were affected by this me say you've watched doubt <laughs> so okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> right which is a fictionalized telling mm-hmm. Of child abuse or alleged yes. child abuse. Alleged. Right? So yeah. here's the thing. I watched Spotlight and I was thinking of Doubt the whole time. So I watched mm-hmm. I rewatched Doubt. I will say this Spotlight is the better made film, but Doubt is so fascinating to watch. 
I have not watched it since like 2008, though. Oh, really? Why not? I've, I've never rewatched it. Oh, no. So when you asked you. When you asked me, I was like, oh, I got to think back. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Mita whether she thought Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in Doubt abused the boy in question or not. And then I said, don't tell me. And she assumed I was going to ask her in this. But I mean, yes, that makes it difficult. I've seen Doubt a few times because I enjoy it as an experience. I've actually seen it as a live stage play, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm can ve- I tell you my answer? I'm very cultured. Um, yes, you can. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't, I, I can't remember the kid's name. What was his name? Oh, I literally just watched this and I don't remember. <laughs> Donald. Donald. I don't think he did to Donald, but I think he did to others. Okay. Yeah. I have felt that he was gay mm-hmm. and he found a kindred spirit in Donald, who was also mm-hmm. allegedly gay. And that's actually what was going on. I think the reason he's been moved around was because of that. Yeah. But not necessarily because of abuse. I should rewatch that. It's a very interesting film. It is also overwrought and it has its own flaws and Meryl Streep overacts in it quite a bit. Doubt is not as good a film as Spotlight, but it leaves you with more conversation than Spotlight. Yeah, it's however many years later and you're still wondering, did he do it or did he not? Yeah. Yes, because that is a fictional version. But I meant more of like, if you're going to tell the... Because that doesn't look into the actual... Abuse? Abuse itself and like what it is to be a victim, which is what... I mean, their story is investigating and they're trying to lay out the facts, but I think hearing the the actual stories of like what people went through is powerful enough i don't think i would want to see like a fictionalized version of that sure and i would like to hear from actual people sure like i i get that that may be the the approach but that still doesn't answer the question mita of is this a best picture should we look at what else is nominated i was going to but the reason i don't want to right now Mm mm-hmm is because this question should stand on its own. Own? I think because I'm too afraid to ask it, but I honestly I don't think it does. Yeah. I think yeah. that's I think that's the thing. I think we both really like this film, but when I you I feel really bad look because at, I like it. Yeah, yes. I quite like it actually. Mm-hmm. But when I look at this, I'm like, I mean, I think the best picture should be saying more. Yes. I think it's I th- when it's subject matter like this, yeah. there should be much more of an impact. Yes, there should be more of an impact. There is no impact from this. Mm-hmm. It really is just, again, a relaying of facts of a, like a journalist, of a, the journalistic investigation that took place. That's what you're watching. Mm-hmm. And when now when you look at the other Best Picture nominees, you have The Big Short... Mm-hmm. Bridge of Spies, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Mad Max, mm-hmm. The Martian, mm-hmm. The Revenant, mm-hmm. and Room. Mm. So, what an interesting year. What an interesting year. <laughs> yeah. Because when you said The Big Short, that actually did have an impact to me. I understood yeah. the financial yes. crisis for like the first time yeah. ever. Like Margot Robbie in a bathtub. That was amazing. It all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And like, I have never seen Bridge of Spies. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Brooklyn has an impact in terms of like telling the story of being an immigrant in that time. 
Um, Mad Max, I mean, impact. Look. <laughs> but I, but also I should say I have not seen it in a very long time. And I saw it at a house party on like a small TV. So I need to rewatch that. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Continue. And then um, we'll talk. The Martian, I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it. I think it's kind of similar in Wood Spotlight in that I enjoy it, but is it really telling me anything? Mm-hmm. The Revenant, I don't want to watch that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Room has a huge impact for me, yeah. at least. Yeah. I will yeah. say that in terms of even like an Academy Award winning film, I don't love The Revenant, but it mm-hmm. has presence. Yes. It has very... You can't big, forget you that. You can't forget that movie. But what I will say is the movie that probably, in my opinion, was actually the best picture of the year, it was Mad Max. Mm. Mad Max. Tell us, Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Gather around the fire. Gather around the fire (laughs) while I wax poetic about Mad Max. (laughs) Mad Max is a two-hour car chase (laughs) that underlays some feminist undercurrents. With some of the most spectacular visuals. The original Barbie. <laughs> uh, Barbie, but, no. but better. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my review for poor things. I know it is, but it also applies to Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a simplistic movie, and it's so well, it's so simple. But if you want to talk about impact and memorability, and like what it's, like there's, e- even though it literally is just a car chase for two hours, with with a feminist undertone to it, that's it. The impact of Mad Max was huge. It was such an event to see Mad Max and then to walk away from that and be like, oh, this movie actually had something to say about mm-hmm. women's bodies and autonomy and ownership. And mm-hmm. like it, it actually had a comment to make. It's it is actually saying more than Spotlight. What do you think happened there? I think it was an action movie. I remember at the time, though, there was a real legitimate push and the question of whether George Miller was going to upset. Because I think there was a lot of... I think there was a lot of real love for Mad Max at the time. Yeah. Because it was so wild and so fun. And it's still there. And it's still there. And it ended up winning a bunch of Academy Awards at the time. Like, it it was a big deal. Yeah. And I think... I think what happens in these cases is that I think when people are looking at their ballot, mm-hmm. I think what happened here is that it's hard to turn down child abuse. <laughs> like truly, I think when you're when you're looking at these films, there's nothing wrong with Spotlight. No. It does everything it sets out to do and it does it very well. It's kind of like the King's Speech. <laughs> Yeah, but even the King's Speech has like an underlying theme and it's trying to say something. You know what I mean? Like Spotlight doesn't say anything. Anything. It's just telling you the facts. It's just telling you the facts. But it's telling you the facts very well. Very well. Again, very well fact driven. I am not I am not harshing Spotlight at all because I actually and I quite enjoy watching Spotlight. As weird as that sounds, I enjoy I enjoy it as a visual experience. It's enthralling. It's easy to watch. It's a great film. It's just, is it the best movie of the year? I don't think so. I think the best movie of the year has to be, it has to be impactful, both as a cultural piece and as a piece of, uh, like, uh, as a connection to cinema. Mm. 
I think if Mad Max was, I think it's like uh, too early for its time. Because I think if you look 10 years later, you do have something like Everything Everywhere All at Once. That is also very like action oriented. Actually finally like winning. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think the or like I don't know what the Academy looked like in 2015. 15. Yeah, it was but definitely... But I'm imagining it was very different from when it was in 2023. Yeah. Or, yeah. But even something like The Big Short was so... It was so fresh. Yeah. It was so... It's, di- a, it's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy, yeah. but it was still so fresh and interesting to watch and, mm-hmm. and took such complex ideas and really tried to simplify them and make them easier to understand. Makes them. Doesn't try. It makes it them It makes them more digestible, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really tries to do... A lot of stuff with it. Yeah. I don't think Brooklyn stood a chance, even though I love Brooklyn. It's just a nice story. It's a lovely story, well told. But again, it's saying something about it is. loneliness and the immigrant experience. Like, again, all these movies are still saying something. Spotlight is just not saying anything. It's just saying, here's a situation. And here's how that situation unfolded. Here's how it played out. Yeah. Oh, and it's true. Just so you and know. And just so you know, it's true. And it's horrific. Mm. Yes. But that's really all it is. But we don't dig into those atrocities. Yeah. The only one scene that, like, besides that Mark Ruffalo one that, like, sticks out to me, but in a good way, is when What's-His-Face realizes one of the priests yes, lives, yes. like, around the corner yes. from him. And he does that walk. Yeah. Who's that actor? I, I see him everywhere. Forget. Brian Mark Darcy or something. Brian like Mark Darcy. That's it. <laughs> Brian Mark Darcy. <laughs> Brian Mark Darcy. <laughs> what is his name? I'm just looking it up right now. Brian Darcy James. Thank you. Yeah. It's pretty much Brian the same Mark thing. Darcy. <laughs> uh, that's funny. An offshoot of a Jane Austen. <laughs> exactly. Character. He's a Jane Austen character. <laughs> this movie is like star studded. Star studded, yeah. Full like A list treatment. Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams. Can we talk about the Rachel McAdams nomination? Yeah, also strange. I've always I don't I have think never it understood that. Like I love Rachel McAdams. She's Canadian. She deserves will... it for Mean Girls more than she deserves it for this. <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> like right. Regina George. Regina is George is iconic. Impactful and iconic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's the reason why. But yeah, I just don't understand who is she up against too. Let's see. That year. Well, she didn't win. So, she didn't so, win, fortunately. I mean, that makes the most sense. That year it was, oh, it was Alicia Vikander. Oh, for the Danish girl? Danish girl. Yeah. I've never seen that, but something doesn't feel right there. Yeah. No, Alicia oh, you, was fine in it. The movie itself is ma-ma. That's a, this is a kind of a interesting year for I will the supporting say actress. it's a little bit of a bland year too mm-hmm. kind of because you have alicia vikander jennifer jason lee for the hateful eight okay kate winslet for steve jobs i would i would give it to her i like kate winslet her accent is great in that it's yeah then rachel mcadams and then rooney mara for carol but i will say that steve jobs is such a boring film <laughs> it's a i i like steve jobs. do you <laughs> I li- it's nice to just have in the background okay and like when she says steve <laughs> <laughs> Steve. <laughs> That's exactly how she says it. Yeah, it's her yeah. accent. It's she, so she, good. She does it great. Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve. It's a weird year overall. It's even, a weird year. And that's why there's also only eight nominations. There's not yeah. ten. I Well, you know, 
Joy isn't in there, which is interesting to me. Joy I really was enjoy. also bland. I enjoy Joy. <laughs> Do you? I find most. I, I find enjoy it. Quite, it. I, I find it quite bland. Even if I look at this eight films, if I were to pick movies that I think were important to me, Spotlight, I think I would have put on like my personal top 10 for that year. Mm-hmm. I think I would have put Spotlight, The Big Short, Mad Max, and Brooklyn. You know what I would probably put? Ex Machina. Yeah, Ex Machina is interesting too. Oh, but it, wait, why is it nominated? Okay, when I look at it, it says it's nominated for original screenplay. Yeah. But then when I look at the year, it says this is a 2014 movie. Sometimes there's things about release. So if it oh, was okay. made in 2014, but it only released. She should have an Oscar for Ex Machina, not for The Danish Girl. I know, but The Danish Girl was just more Academy. It was more Oscar baity. Do we think that's why she got it? Why? Because she was an ex machina and was really good. In it. No, but I think she had a year. I think she, like, people took notice of her hmm. because she had two pretty big films. But what have we seen from her since? Okay, we don't need to talk about Alicia Vikander. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing with Spotlight. Like, it's yeah. not anything that is so. It, it's an interesting story because when I did first see it, I didn't know the details behind like wh- what had gone on. I just knew that. Priests are untrustworthy. But Mita, we knew that before. uh, I didn't know it as like in depth as I had not heard about the articles and things like that. We were different ages. (laughs) Are you trying to age me and say that just because I'm old? No, I'm just saying like I was 24 and just sort of aloof about the world. (laughs) But I think fair enough. You didn't know to what degree that like. Yeah. The, the abuse was going on I fair enough and like maybe this opened and I your think eyes the, to that a little bit yeah and it, the investigative journalism part like is interesting like, it's fascinating I love yeah, all yeah. the president's men I yeah, love yeah. learning about yeah. how do they get the story like what do interviews look like how hard it is to get somebody to like commit to sit down and tell you about what happened it's definitely interesting to see like how they do it mm-hmm. do you know what I mean it's definitely interesting to there's watch. a whole legal process. There's a whole legal process, well. and to, yeah, it's, it is. Then that's, I think, what makes the film interesting. But again, it's just a relaying of facts. Facts, yeah. That's kind of it. Spotlight. So, spotlight, and that's why it only won two Academy Awards. But it won Best Picture. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Weird, <laughs> right? So it weird. won Best Picture and Best Screenplay and nothing else. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. What a weird time in our lives. And the thing about Spotlight is there's nothing much to say about it. It's just... I, I'm. Did you do your party that year? Yes. Do you remember what you made for each one? Okay. So for Brooklyn, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. we made... Okay. So for Brooklyn, we made spaghetti and meatballs, but I made the spaghetti from scratch. Mm. Yeah. So it, that's what we did. For Mad Max, we did... Salted caramel milkshakes. Okay. Because milk was a thing, and then the salted caramel was meant to be the sand. And then for room, we did a plain white birthday cake. Okay. that was a thing in the movie. Yeah. For the revenant, we made bannock. Bear? Oh. <laughs> no. We made bannock. Okay. For the Martian, we did deep yeah. fried Mars bars. Okay. Lots of desserts. Yeah. Well, four desserts and four mains. Was the Benak savory or sweet? Savory. Okay. And then 
Bridge of Spies Spies. and The Big Short. I don't remember what we did. Hmm. And actually, you know what? Meet that. Give me one second because I definitely have it in my emails. Yeah. Give me. Let me just look this up. Oh, yeah. There it is. So for Spotlight, we did we did mini Boston cream pies. Nice. And then for Room, we did that. For Brooklyn, for Bridge of Spies, we did Russian uh, chicken shashlik. Okay. Yeah. And then... Big Short? Yeah, I don't know what we did. I don't have it listed here. Oh, maybe you didn't do anything. No, we definitely did meet them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's something that Christian Bale eats in that movie. Like he has a fixation for it or something. Maybe something like that, but it would have had to be a main. Okay. Like it would have had to be a main dish because we didn't, it would have to be like four and four. Maybe like a steak or something. Yeah. I don't remember. It was something like that. But uh, yeah. Very nice. I like knowing these things. I'm going to ask you every year. That's it though. That's the last one. Oh, you never did it after that? No. You met me and you stopped? Stopped, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, it was because my wife was pregnant. My sister got married. It was too much. Oh, yes, yes. Well, maybe next year. Yeah, no. Not this year? <laughs> no. Not until my kids are, like, old enough to not be annoying. Okay. But, uh, Mitha, <laughs> yes. there's nothing else to talk about for Spotlight, so... Spotlight. <laughs> uh, are you going to... Well, I don't have any sequel prequel You ideas. don't have any sequel prequel ideas? <laughs> Um, I mean, we kind of know. Right. right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's still happening. Um, most likely. Most likely. I don't know that for a fact, but I do. Uh, but watch you do. The Keepers on Netflix. Yeah, The Keepers. <laughs> is my yeah. prequel. Yeah. Or sequel. Yeah. Um, but that's really it. That's really it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go into my review. I okay. am going to talk about whether it deserves best picture okay. and what I would have voted for. Okay. I really do like Spotlight. And yeah. you're going to see based on my rating how much I like it. It's a tricky film, though, because I do believe that Best Picture ha- should have some gravity. And I would even go as far as saying that the Best Picture should stand for something. I don't know if Spotlight stands for anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it has, like, the presence to... Like, what is it trying to say? Spotlight really isn't trying to say anything. It's not trying to evoke emotion. It really is just a relaying of facts, of very interesting, fascinating, harrowing facts, but facts nonetheless. Like, I'm not meant to gather anything. I'm not meant to go back home and think. I'm not meant to, I'm not even meant to be entertained. I'm not meant to, like, it's, it's, it's kind of inconsequential as a film. And yeah. that's, I think, a little, it's, it's, there's a disconnect. Because it's a very good film. It's very well made. It's just not best picture material. And yet it was so critically loved. The Academy loved it. And I think one of the things about it is that it is just maybe a too big a subject matter to ignore. But I think you could have. I, I think if like The Revenant had won, I don't think anyone would be like, but what about child abuse? I don't think that would have happened. Mm. So... Yeah. <laughs> it's a fine film. It's very well made. It's very well acted. It's extremely well researched and written. And I will watch it again. It's just there's something very palatable and easy to consume about it. Yeah. But it doesn't. It's not a best picture, in my opinion. Yeah. 
I would have voted for Mad Max, truly. I think I would have wanted to push that. And I, I think to make a statement that cinema should be, can be this. It can be wildly entertaining and still say something. And mm-hmm. he does it so seamlessly. It's such a wild film to watch. It's such a visionary film to watch, too. It's so... There, it's it's a man in control of every aspect of filmmaking. It's how it's shot. It's how the costumes and the sets and how it's edited and the music and, like, the ideas. And, like, he sat in a room and he was just like, you know what would be cool? If we had a moving truck and there was a man playing a guitar and there was flames coming out of it. And people were like, sure, let's make that happen. And they did. Like, that was it. That was the conversation. And I think that's just amazing. And for him to go in and be like, hey, you know, we're going to have this car chase. And it's kind of going to be about women's rights at the same time. Okay? And then that's what happened. I think that's amazing. And I think it's the marriage of cinema in, in that it's car chases meets feminism. And it, it just sums it up so much. It's a thought piece and it's an action piece. It would have gotten my number one vote. I feel like at the time Spotlight would have gotten my number two, if I'm being honest. At Very the time, because I would have been caught up in it, if I'm looking at it now and how I feel about it, I would give number two to Brooklyn because I just love Brooklyn and I have a soft spot for it. But I still think Spotlight is a very well-made film. It's worthy of the praise. Maybe not Best Picture. Definitely a nomination. I land on four stars. There you go. Yeah. Do you think that The Revenant was number two, though, for them because Inuri 2 won Best Director? Yeah. Yeah. I think The Revenant, for all its misgivings, I didn't really love it as a film, but it is an experience. And it is very well made. But Best Director should have gone to George Miller. George Miller. 100%. Because they're very similar in terms of tone and output, right? I just think Mad Max is so much more of a visionary film. And that's that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Spotlight. I mean, we're on the same page here about this movie. I think when you're looking at, like, did it deserve? I think we've answered the question of, like, no, not really. Like, it's not anything groundbreaking. It's not doesn't have the high impact that you would want from a Best Picture winner. But I actually think that's why the Academy was wanted to vote for it and did vote for it, because it doesn't ask those, like, hard questions. That's fair. It doesn't make like it. It just is surface level about molestation in the Catholic Church, and it's not digging in deep, and it's not, it's not controversial. Like, but for something that is more of a controversial subject matter, it is so digestible. And I think because of that, the Academy was like, yeah, we can have a child molestation movie win yeah. Best Picture because it's not a child molestation movie. If anything, it's more like, let's explore what investigative journalism looks like. And I'm all for that. Like, yes. I love, love all the president's men. Mm-hmm. I do think that is worthy of a best picture. Mm-hmm. But this, but all the president's men is about a story. The story in that is not as weighted as like the Catholic Church and the abuse, abuse that goes on yeah. with it. You know, a president rigging or wanting to rig an election and being paranoid is yes, you know, newsworthy, but it's not kids being molested. <laughs> Which will just it's, always be more harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think this, because it has that subject matter, I think that's sort of just what made it 
plausible for the Academy to be like, yeah. yes, let's let's vote for this one because it's easy. Yeah. And I still love this movie. Yeah. I maybe love isn't the right word, but I still just I, I like having it there. I like that it's part of the lexicon. I like that I can have it and cook my dinner and just have like Michael Keaton's voice in the background yeah. and Mark Ruffalo's weird accent. Yeah. It's all nice to have. Yeah. But this time watching it and watching it with a more critical eye, I do kind of wish that there was more to it. I wish that there was something really powerful because even at the end, they do list out all the cities uh-huh. in which like there have been an impact. That wasn't as impactful as I think it should have been. Right? I was kind yeah. of just like, wow, it's a lot. What I think would have been better was listing out all the priest names that have been accused. I mean, there's probably some big legal issues with that, but but I, think, I, I don't but think it's it, a bad idea. That yeah. has, or at least the ones that like it's been it's there's proof. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think that's much more of an impact. Or a list of the churches. Yeah. That have had this right. Yeah. Listing the cities, okay. Like yes, it, cool. there's a lot of cities yeah. there. But like the churches in which it's happened, yeah. like that, I think is a much more, much more of a statement of what you're trying to tell me yes, in this. Absolutely. The the actual story itself gets lost in with, like, gets lost within the really good performances and like the it's well written too. Like it's laid out really nicely. It's edited very well, yeah. but the impact gets lost, and like that's just very disappointing. The impact that gets being, lost. Yeah. Yeah. That being said. It is a four-star movie <laughs> yeah. for me, too. <laughs> it's a weird, because yeah. It's a weird... The The reason why it gets lost is so good. Like, you can't deny that. Yeah. I teetered between three and a half and four. Same, yeah. But then I was like, would I put this on again while I'm cooking dinner? Yes, I yeah. would. I would, like, put it on <laughs> yeah. right after we're done this just to fall asleep, too, because it's so mm-hmm. easy to watch. Yeah. So four stars it is. Yeah. For a movie four that does four. not deserve this picture. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. It doesn't. Yeah. If you asked um 24-year-old Mita. If you asked me in 2014, I would have said yes to. Yeah. But I if still you, would have voted for Mad Max back then. It's well, 24-year-old Mita would have voted for the big short. Oh, fair enough. Uh, the okay. big short, I loved the yeah, big yeah. short. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was great. I felt like an adult watching it too. Yeah, I know what yeah. that feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're like young and you're not getting it. I also really enjoyed Room. Because Room also has tough subject matter and yeah. it does lay out the point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, Brie Larson is great in it. Yeah. And the kid. The Jacob Trombley. Jacob Trombley, yeah. Canadian boy. There you go. But that was Spotlight. Spotlight. Mita, we go on to a doozy next week. Oh, yes. Big fun times. Big fun times. Big but, fun. But uh, before we get there... Mm-hmm. Last week, yes. you had me connect. No, you had me connect, Nadim. No, no, I had you connect. Yes, you yes. had me connect <laughs> Philomena to American yes. Sniper. Yeah. This week, mm-hmm. I would like you to connect Okay. American Sniper Yeah. to a movie I have talked about a lot this podcast. Oh, okay. Mad Max. Okay. Okay. Okay, your timer okay. starts now. Okay, let's think about some things here. Um, okay. American Sniper has 
Bradley Cooper and Sienna Miller. Those are the only two people I can think of that are in that movie. Is yeah. that correct? The only two people okay. of consequence, I'd say. There you go. <laughs> um, let me think. Let me think. Margot, not Mark. Well, how can I do that now? Um, okay, I think I have something. <laughs> okay. okay. I got it. <laughs> American Sniper stars Bradley Cooper. Okay. Who has been in American Hustle with David O. Russell. Yes. Who just recently directed Amsterdam with Margot Robbie. Okay. Who is in Bombshell with Charlize Theron. Yeah. Who is in Mad Max Fury Road. Very well done. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. Good for you, Mita. What, how did you do it? It was a tricky one. I didn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, lovely. But I it, love when you do that for You me. know, I was, uh, <laughs> I actually forgot to pick a movie and I just picked it and, uh, but I knew if anyone could do it, it could be you. Yeah, there you go. And you proved me right. But I did it. I actually, I thought that maybe Sienna appeared in something mm. with Tom Hardy. I can't think of anything. I can't, yeah, because she's so forgettable as an actress. She has a, like a very small filmography. Yeah. Yeah. And the last two things have been like television shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she's kind of forgettable. And then I was trying to think, has Clint done anything with Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron? I was trying Zoe Kravitz in my mind. Yeah. And Nicholas Holt. I was trying to actually connect uh, the bombshell way. I was trying to do it through Nicole Kidman, though. Oh, I have another one. Do it. Bradley Cooper is in Aloha with Emma Stone, who is in The Favorite with Nicholas Holt. Yes, there you go. Who is in Mad Max Fury Road. Excellent. Well done, Mita. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Emma Stone. Yeah. Mita. (laughs) Yes. Next week, what are we watching? We are watching the 2016 Best Picture winner, mm-hmm. La La Land. Yes. Yes. As well as the 2016 <laughs> well as... Best Picture oh, winner. You guys, you guys, wait. <laughs> La La Land didn't win. <laughs> Moonlight. Moonlight. <laughs> yeah. So we're watching Moonlight and La La Land next week. Yeah. Yeah. And you know we'll be cracking jokes about that fumble. You better watch Moonlight as well. <laughs> I'm not watching Moonlight. It's not the best picture. <laughs> Mita, it needs to be discussed. I'll watch both. Yes, you better watch both. Yeah, I will not take that lightly. And I will watch that clip of Warren Beatty. I know. <laughs> I'll watch that too. That was wild. Anyways, yeah, we'll save that for next week. Mita, do you have any parting words for us? I do, Nadim. I guess Father was helping out. Yep, it's a little dark. Was he? <laughs> Helping himself. How about that? Himself. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and rate and review. And we will see you next week for the best picture of 2016, La La Land, yeah. and the La best La picture Land. winner, <laughs> Moonlight. Moonlight. And we'll we'll see which one holds up in this day and age. We will. Yeah. Have a lovely week, folks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our litter box at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. <laughs>